0: good morning everybody uh it's another episode uh with with cooper and caleb uh caleb how you doing this week uh really good
1: week we've had some amazing weather work's been awesome personal life stuff's been awesome life's good you you got you
0: oh hey i'm great man i'm great you know can't can't complain too much you know great weather last couple of also, we had a good solid week, and then you know Fargo likes to do the back in the fifties um, <laughs> for the next couple of days or whatever. So How's the wind anyway. doing? That was always my thing <laughs> when I was living there. Was the wind, uh, the wind hasn't changed, man. It's gotten stronger. <laughs> it's gotten stronger. So, but yeah, but for the most part, doing doing great. Can't complain. So that's awesome yeah so guys this uh, will be our first uh book review episode uh you we read rich Dad Poor Dad uh, we hope that uh, you guys read uh this month uh but we're just gonna jump right into it yeah and some of us some of us reread it.
1: do just want to let the record show that some of us had already read this book but uh,
0: well, you got you gotta say that
1: bro. but but it was such an important book that it was a <laughs> no brainer to reread it. <laughs> Um, so with that, we're just going to kind of go back and forth. Cooper, what was your first takeaway or what do you want to say first
0: about Rich Dad, Poor Dad? So I see why uh, the people I've been listening to, like this is the book that everybody says was, you know, like the book that took them off on their entrepreneurial journey. Uh, mm-hmm. and there was just so many nuggets you know i mean if we literally could do a we could probably break this book down chapter by chapter yeah you probably could (laughs) um but we're not we're not going to do that uh so i try to pick things you know that was kind of a the main overview of what of what i thought um so yeah with that being said the first thing uh one of the takeaways i took from the book was uh getting new information or or getting other information um other than what you believe to be the right information. Uh so in the book in the chap like it's kind of the theme in the book is uh he's got a rich dad and he's got a poor dad. Now his poor dad isn't poor. I just want to make sure the yeah. record shows his poor dad isn't poor. But the big thing uh is was the mindset. And and that's that'll be that's another nugget I got here but um throughout the book he talks about information that he got from his rich dad and information he got from his poor dad. And I just really liked how he viewed both uh ways of life from both his rich dad and his poor dad. Um and that that was just a really big thing for me is because you know for me, especially for me growing up, you know before I had the the mind shift was uh you know go to college, get a good job and Mm -hmm. I'm set for life. That's, Mm -hmm. that's it. But then like, as I started going to a couple of classes, a couple of seminars, it really started to challenge my thinking of what I think to be truth. Um, You know, and, 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 and we're not, and we're not going to sit here and bash it, you know, um, traditional. Yeah. Traditional stuff. We're just all, all I'm saying for this point is look at, um, you know, everybody is living a different type of life, you know, and maybe you start to look at, okay, what are these people over here doing that's making them so successful or what whatever it is. And that, that was a big, big key takeaway for me is um, just learning from other people um, that might, that you might not think is the right way, but it's always good to, mm-hmm. to get both sides of the story and then make your, your decision based off that information. So that was, that was big. That was mm-hmm. big for me.
1: That's uh, And it, we should point out Cooper read this with a fresh mind, right? So yeah, yep. he got to, he got to just get all this form fresh. So some, <laughs> some of my points might be a little, I mean, I reread it and I, I drank it up just as much as when I read it the first time. Yeah. But some of my points might be a little bit more like minute details. Like, Oh yeah. 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 Um, to your point though, kiyosaki i think is a marketing genius um you know he talking about having two dads and one being a rich dad and one being a poor dad that's a headline grabber right um his last book he put out called fake um phenomenal book talking about just how money has changed you know nowadays um i forgot he talks about a book that he writes in this book about how um You know, he's a a promoter of education, but he he says, like, don't go to college if you want to be rich or something. That's a a book title he wrote, right? And he he, kind of challenges traditional Western thinking. Um, And there's nothing absolutely wrong. Like, you want to be an accountant, you go to school, get your accounting degree, you're an accountant. That's great. I think his big thing is a lot of people, you know, go in blind, not knowing what they want to do. And, uh, you know, just get a degree to get a degree or, you know... And Cooper used the word successful a lot. And I'm going to say success, yes, but even bigger. So like fulfillment or just happiness. Yeah. Right. Um, But my point I'll make then is he's this marketing guy. And a point he makes early on is savers are the new losers. And anybody who reads that for the first time is like, what? Because that's (laughs) all... I was taught. My friends were taught. My anyone I talked to from a very young age is, yeah, you got to save your money, right? And he talks when he says that, he, boom, your your thought process is challenged, and then you have to make the decision if you are going to investigate that or um, choose to be ignorant. What did no, when, when when
0: you read Savers of the New did that stick out to you, Cooper? Oh, it did. What well, and I've been hearing, you know, some like some of the guys I've been talking, they talk about that. You know, like saving to invest, not saving to save. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said you said a good point about doing your investigation. You know, one thing for me was, you know, as I'm getting around different people is what makes the one percent, the one percent or whatever that gap is. Yep. You know, th- those guys must have some information that us not in the one percent don't know. You know what? What we do know is what everyone else is doing in our circle. You know, so that that's so like doing your investigation, like it's just in, like going back to getting new information is mm-hmm. what are those guys doing? They all can't be bad, you know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? so, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. What is your next takeaway? Okay, so my next takeaway, uh, and this was also th- through the book, was, um your mind and your mindset is your greatest asset.
1: Hmm.
0: And uh, he, and he talks about this in the book. He, he hits on it heavy a couple times in the book. Um, But just, you know, again, getting new information, but always he talks about what you tell yourself is what it will be. And, you know, he was saying like with between his rich dad and his poor dad, you know, his, his rich dad, if something was out of his reach or out of his grasp, instead of saying, Oh, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. He would say, how can I afford it? It, it, it it turns your mind on like, okay, your mind start going through different ways to, to make this, whatever it is doable or affordable. And then he would compare it to his (sighs) poor dad, Output Out say, like, oh, I can't afford it. And he was, and he hit on that a little bit. He was saying, like, that's the easy way out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, we just turn our mind off, oh, we can't afford it, onto the next thing. You know, and, and, and that's, that's, that was a big, a big difference there. And, and it doesn't even have to be about financial. It doesn't have to be about finance. Just anything in life. Anything. You, anything. It, it, it's, you know, there's a, there's tons and tons of saying. I'm not good at public about, speaking. I,
1: well, <laughs> You're not going to be good at it,
0: right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and public speaking is one of those things, like, just on a side note. Like, I think it's, like, the number one greatest fear fear of people. Mm -hmm. Like, and guess the number two was death. (laughs) Isn't that wild? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But, like, if if people said and think, like, if I can do what the majority of the world hates doing, I'm gonna be sitting pretty good, yes. you know. But it, it yeah, it, it is. It, but is this is this that shift? Anyways, that's 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 off topic. Bro. You know how
1: much money plumbers make per year, right? Being comfortable doing what someone else doesn't want to do, exactly. Right. I yep. mean, yep. talk about a career. Um. Exactly. And anyways, yeah. So that was actually one of my yes. points too. I had written in bold, "I can't afford that," and. Exactly. It's not just about money. It's about like I'm not good at this or um back in my personal Yeah. Yeah yeah. But back back in my personal training days, I, I just can't lose weight. Guess who I mean, yeah. Cause you, you mentally you got some stuff you need to figure out and your body's yeah. not allowing you your body's in a weird place right now. You know, you don't love yourself. Things like I mean, your mental your mindset, your mentality. He doesn't go over it a bunch. But he's pretty blunt with it. But yeah. The differences between what his rich dad, dad uh, said and his um, his poor dad said. Um, another thing that I love that he this is it hit me different again is when he says assets over income. Mm. And I talk to so many people on a day day to day basis where it's like, yeah, like I am going to get a new job and get a raise, right? And everybody's always chasing that income and paying more and more taxes right? Like, and he's all about what kind of ass, assets are you acquiring? Um and it, You know, being my third or fourth, whatever, how many other times I've read it, you know, it just, that stuck out to me again, like um, even just talk, my personal life, talking to my wife, like, yeah, I think I want to, you know, I'm looking at exploring a job here or there, you know, and like the first place your mind goes is like, well, how much are you going to get paid, right? Like, you got to think exactly. bigger, you got to think bigger than that. Yep. you you got to think bigger than that. So that that was my next point it was when he said assets over income. That was my takeaway.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's it's a complete it's a complete uh it's def- it's definitely a, a complete mind shift, you know, and it's it's one of those things that you hear and it's like what that doesn't even make sense, uh-huh. but it's it's one of those like you have to you know, really hear it a couple of times and then you know, a lot of these guys in the 1%, that's that's what they do. You know, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't one of my points, Caleb. But I also liked how, um, in the book, Robert he didn't downplay any, like he didn't like make anyone feel bad about anything nope. in their situation. He was, nope. he, he said, like his. I think his big thing, one of the things he said was, you can be a worker, and you can have a vision. Yeah, just because you're a worker doesn't doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're doesn't mean you're not anything you know it's just it's what you're working towards or what you know what your plan is what your vision is and he and he worked and he said it in the book like you can work one two jobs to be putting money aside to buy assets or 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 you know whatever whatever your goals or your dreams are um so i just wanted to you know make sure that was that was said because he he worked um was it xerox I think was,
1: yeah, he was a killer.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was, he was saying like, he got so good at his job. Um, he was, you know, on the side, he was, he was purchasing assets and those are, you know, he was putting money aside to purchase more and more assets. And he got to the point where he didn't even work his job anymore, but you would never know that, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and when we talked to CJ last week, that was one of the things he talked about is, um, you know, I wouldn't say living before you, uh, below your means, but just because you have more money coming in, your expenses either need a, uh, A, stay the same mm-hmm. or B, you should start decreasing them. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and I, and I, and I, I just want to say that I think that's where, um, a lot of people, I mean, I'm in, I'm in that group too, you know, you, you get a raise or you get something and all of a sudden you have more expenses i think you know, Dave but, Ramsey calls it the creep yeah, yeah as <laughs> as your money goes up
1: your your expenses start to creep up too yeah and you just got to really be careful with that creep really yeah.
0: careful yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that was that was one thing i wanted to uh, right on put, man put in there right on um and uh my next one my third one and I, and I, they're they're probably close i mean they're probably the same but he talks about emotion and more so we can probably touch on the fear in this too but he talks about emotion and how we use our emotion to make decisions mm. and um you see it everywhere you know like impulse uh purchasing you know i'm guilty have um, you been in my house <laughs> 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 um but but he he talks about that and uh As he's talking about it, he says when you we all have an emotional response to to money, you know, it can be positive. It can be negative. Uh, But he was saying that we need to be able to control our emotion when it comes to money so that it benefits us after we make the decision. Uh, and I thought that was very powerful because I'm, st- you know, I'm studying my myself and, and mm-hmm. my tendencies and stuff like that. Um, and just that, you know, the emotion, you know, how people like, you know, talking about the money thing when you get a raise, like the first thing you want to do is go, oh, what can I what can I buy? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's an emotional response. Is that is that action going to lead to a favorable outcome for you? You know, like th- things like that. He said to think about that when it comes to money or when you're, when you're, and what, anything in life, again, we're not just talking about money, but anything you have an emotional response and you act on emotion, um, you need to make sure that the outcome is going to be positive. You know, use your emotion to your benefit. He said in the book. So I'm you stole
1: basically 85% (laughs) of one of my points. So I'm going to give you two. Um, I had the note written down, like, to myself like hmm notice how much he talks about fear and emotions dude man and th- and then a <laughs> quote i have from him that he said is ignorance about money causes greed and fear and it's like man those are like probably the two most hated emotions there are yeah right so uh, you ba- you hit the nail on the head so i'll i'll skip past you know i don't need to say the same thing you did say it twice um my next point was uh, just a st- I was reading a, a, a bridged version, so, like, a re-release. I think it came out in, like, 2016. So there are a couple sections with, like, newer stats and something like that. Yeah. And in 2016, there were 43 million Americans, which is, like, what, one in six? Maybe something yes. like that. Yep. One in six Americans owe $1.3, tr- $1.3 trillion in student loans. So I heard the T word, and I was like, whoa. You know, like, <laughs> let me get the calculator out, right? And did the math real quick, and that, you know, forty-three million on average. Oh, would they would owe thirty k each if it was spread evenly? Yeah. And I just think to myself, like, man, what? Like, one in six is a lot. Like, that's the hurt. That's like a herd mentality to me. And I was told the same thing as you. Yeah, yeah. You just get a degree, you'll be good, man. And I got my degree, and I was like man, I'm kind of at my ceiling right now. You know what I mean? So I just, you yep, know, anybody yep. you know listening to their life and wondering like, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, I just encourage them to explore, investigate. You know, if you, if you have a smartphone, you have access to more knowledge than any generation ever. Um, but yeah, I just, th- I thought that was a wild stat about student loans and that's four years ago. Yes, I'm sure it's massively bigger as I know tuition goes up. Every year, you know what I mean,
0: yeah, no, that's uh yeah that was that was uh, a pretty crazy stat there.
1: how many points you got left? I got one more, but I know it's your turn well you you go you no go. please, I just curious how what you had left
0: well i'm i I'm pretty sure I did my three though
1: you, okay i I had like I wrote a lot, I'm sorry, I know
0: you did i <laughs> did i was I was like man, I could write so much, but I was like we got three points.
1: So what do you think okay. about this then? What do you, I'll okay. I'll hit you with it.
0: What yeah, did, yeah, what, it off, what did
1: you think when he said the system is not set up for the poor and middle class when it comes to taxes? What did that make you think?
0: Mm. Man, this is my last point, but curious are your thoughts. Okay, so he made a really good point. Um you, and you and I'll try to be careful how I say this, but you talked about you know, when people don't understand something, they become scared and and Ignorance. Or fearful. Ignorance about yeah. money causes greed and fear. And he's in his book. He said the rich, whatever you consider the rich, what you know, we're just we're just saying what he said in the book. Um, They understand the tax system so that it benefits them, like a lot. Like I follow guys on YouTube that like dig into this stuff, and so with everything going on, when I get a notification from them, I listen to them because they're the ones do digging, doing all the mm-hmm. work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and yeah. and not just and again, a lot of people don't really, you know, they again they just they go to work, get a check, and that's it, you know. But have you ever like dug into? the tax code. And I'm starting to do this too. Like I'm starting to really like talk to my tax guy, like ask some questions, you know, just getting myself ready, uh, you know, for what I'm working on uh, to be able to understand the tax, the tax system, because that's the two biggest things. um, A lot of the one percenters talk about, they talk about, you know, you want to do, you want to increase your income and then figure out how to reduce your, your tax bill because Uh your tax, your tax bill is your, it take there was a there was a crazy stat. Uh, that Grant Cardone talks about. And guys, I'm sorry if I say Grant Cardone a lot. Like, he's one of the people that I like listen to. Uh, a lot. So, um, but he talks about y- you work four months out of the year just to pay your taxes. Isn't that wild? Like, just think of that. Like, you so a third of the year. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Third of yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't make any money, but the system is set up to make you think you're making money. And it's, and all you have to do is just look at the numbers and, and I don't, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, um, or ask yourself, it's like all the information that you have or that was passed down, um, to you, are you, where you want to be in life? That's all, that's all I'm saying. Like, don't, don't listen. You don't have to listen to us, but just think like, okay, what, what are the, the Joneses down there doing? I'm just using the Joneses cause that's everyone wants to keep up with the Joneses, but maybe, maybe what are they doing differently over there? Right. Like, why are they, why are they getting all the, the gadgets, all the toys? There must be something going on. So that's, that's all I, you know, that's how I feel about it is he basically said in the book that, you know, there's just a different group of people that take the time to dig into the tax code and they understand how to write things off that the normal person doesn't understand. And they just, they just get, taxed. Well,
1: it requires assets, you know, yeah, it requires exactly assets that. versus income, you know, but so when he, I think there's a couple of sections in the book where he's like, you know, why even bother? Like, to better yourself or better your life, and I think he talks about you know the average person working 40 hours a week for two weeks off a year, and they do that till they're 60 and 65, and then they realize that their savings, you know, their retirement accounts actually are not going to cut it, you know, so then they're working till they're 75, 70, you know, something like that. So, his yeah. big thing is, you know, is that a life that you know just to work, you know, is that, is that like work is good, we're, we're created to work, but for a purpose, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, to me, that's when I, whenever I talk about rich dad or, or Robert Kiyosaki and I read his stuff, as I know, like, he's just like, Hey man, like you should strive for a better life. Um, but as far as, you know, taxes and people's mindset, like I'm 30, I go back to my early twenties and it was always like, Oh sweet. You know, March, I'm going to get a tax return. You know, I wonder how much that is. <laughs> right and yeah. and what you don't know is that your tax return is literally money that you've paid in that you've paid in too much over 12 months and they're giving it back to you um a friend of mine probably in my early 20s was like actually you don't want a tax return man like that's a free loan to the government and i heard him say that to me and i was like what <laughs> right, like it's I had no That's idea it. right I had no <clears throat> so then you know I was a w two employee at that point, and you know figuring out my taxes and I mean, I was like, oh, so like, I really want to make it as close to even as possible you know i i- I want either like get five hundred bucks back or pay five hundred bucks back, you know, like yeah, I, I want my money in my hand, that makes sense to me, right yeah yep. it, it's just so many like I remember when uh my wife and I got married, you know, she was a decent, decent, uh, you know, middle-class income W2, you know, used to her two or $3,000 check every March, you know, but now we're, we're married and we, ha- we had our finances together. And uh, I think, I think I had just started real estate and I had you know sold a couple houses. I was still working my W2, but One thing about the way most real estate agents are paid is that, you know, we're 1099, meaning when we get a paycheck, there's no taxes taken care out of it. So I remember we met with our accountant and he's like, yeah, guys, it looks like you're going to owe about 1500 this year. And my wife's eyes were the size of the moon and (laughs) looked over at me like, dude, what have you, what have you done? Like, I like to go on a trip every March with this money. Right. And, yeah. and we just, we like, she just didn't know. And almost yeah. I would bet that almost nobody knows. Right. If you just ask the average person like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm getting a tax return. You know, actually like if you're a W2 employee, like talk to an accountant and uh, change your withholdings, you know, try to try to get it as close to it as even as you can, you know, little things like that. The system is yeah. not set up for the poor and the middle class. Yeah. Uh, you definitely want to, learn like Cooper said and see what you can do in your life decide what you want to do with your life but then learn where where you can make changes yep but no that those those are all my points man sorry if I'm if I'm rambling i, oh, think, no, I you're... love that book um no real good book
0: yeah hey so we we didn't man did we did we touch did we touch on um did we touch on the fear
1: we talked I... we talked a little bit about it i mean what do you got to say let's hear it
0: so, so I, I, again, this is from Grant. Um, sorry guys. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, he talks about fear, uh, and, uh, Robert talks this also, but when you're fear, if you think about fear, uh, fear is like an indication of what you should go do. mm if if you if you think about it, your your natural tendency, like if you're if you're taking any anything outside of the norm or what you consider the norm, you know your your body, your body, your mind is is created to keep you safe. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, exactly. So the minute you start thinking outside the box, your mind instantly is like, "Nope, can't do it." Uh, you know, Robert talks about his book, he still has, he has thoughts like that all the time. You know, it it doesn't go away. It's it's how you handle it. But I would just challenge people to challenge that fear that you have, whatever it is that you want to do. Challenge that fear, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big, you know, just take it one step at a time. You know, for me, like what I like to do is um, I take okay what's what's the best case scenario, and what's the worst case scenario, and I just weigh it out, yeah, look at it logically, yeah, I just look at it logically, you know like what's the worst that can happen and what's the best that can happen if i can if I can take the worst and still keep moving then i'm i'm go- then it's no brain. i'm going I'm going for it, um that's mm-hmm. just what I do, but fear is always gonna be there because as humans we're just. That's just our tendency is to be safe to stay in our comfort zone. Every time so. I bought a house, like whether it was myself
1: or for an investment property, as soon as I hear like, "Oh, hey, like, just want to let you know, we're gonna accept your offer," my my and my first reaction <coughs> always is, "Oh, sh- <laughs> shoot!" <laughs> and then and then I I do exactly what you just did, you know, like. Uh, okay, let me just look at this logically. Why, why did I put the offer in in the first place? You know, take me through the best case and worst case. So that hey, that's very true. I like what yeah, you said. there. Is it
0: there. is it me? Is it me, or does it seem like when you get out of the comfort zone and you start having those thoughts, if you don't proactively like get yourself around positive information, does it seem like? The negativity just comes like in every direction. Uh,
1: so I believe our second, our first podcast guest, Joey Cameron, talks about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. cannot remember which book it's from, but it's called The Upper Limit uh, Thermostat.
0: Yeah, you know, so and yeah. it's
1: he uses the analogy of you know, you, you're turning up your thermostat, the more success you're, the more moves you're making, you know, you're turning the thermostat up, you know, seventy five, eighty. 80. And your your mind is like, yo, man, you are, you are achieving way too much success right now. <laughs> like this is dangerous. You, you're, we're out of our comfort zone. You, like you need to chill out. You need to retract. He talks about how people need to con- continually. The book I can't remember where it is, but the book talks about continually raising that your upper limit. You know, like think about making a hundred grand a year, and you get to that point, and you're like, oh, this is. This is too much. Like I could never, I can never make a million a year. Right back to what Kiyosaki said. I can't afford that. You know, like you got to be really careful of your mind wants just to keep you safe. You yeah, know, wants doesn't want you to stick out. You know, think about what you were taught as a kid. You know, if you're in elementary school, and it's like you don't want to be the kid that's sticking out all the time. You want to be a part of the part of the group. Yeah, exactly. So you're constantly like. Uh, trying to reprogram <clears> your mind, you know, that being different is good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but yeah. – Yeah, that's – Yeah,
0: so, I, I mean, that's – I just wanted to talk about this. Yeah, you're not about the only one fear. that gets that feeling, yeah. trust me. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Uh, another – while we're here, jo- Joey's favorite quote, Zig Ziglar, why is motivation um, – why doesn't it last? Neither does Baylen. Bathing. You got to do it daily, right? Yep. Uh, this is, a, this is a this is a lifestyle thing, not a once in a while deal. Unless you want yeah. to be the smelly kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one wants to be the smelly kid, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, that's I mean, that's what I think. I, what you know, movie I think is that it's... from? Uh, where
1: Adam Sandler's the dad? Um, he's like, wait a minute, my kid's the smelly kid.
0: Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, you know what I I'm talking about? Where I... he adopts that kid. Um, it's not. It's not, man. I'm, I'm. T- you know what I'm Adam talking Sandler. about, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, why. It, I can't think of it. It's not anger management, is it? No,
1: it's that same era, though. Like, it's not Mr.
0: Deeds. Before I was gonna that. say that was that, that was my next one. It's not Daddy Daycare, is it?
1: No, that's Eddie. I shouldn't have even brought it up, but yeah, now
0: we're gonna look like we're gonna look like. Idiots. Hey, don't be the smelly I'm-
1: kid. <laughs> is what I, is what I can say. You know, make sure you're constantly motivating yourself. Yeah. For surrounding sure. yourself with high level people. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great
0: book. If you haven't read it, yeah. you should read it. Great book. Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you, uh, Caleb. Did we did we pick a book for this month? I know we were bouncing ideas off, but you had one. You said we were reading.
1: And so I was, was it... I was just like, OK, <laughs> I, I don't even know what it's called. But you're like, hey, we're going to read this
0: one. Uh, OK, so it's called Can't Hurt Me by david goggins are you locking it in uh, i'm locking it in i well, I just said it that's why okay. i do it i was just like yeah
1: can't hurt me what do you know about like why this one why are we reading this one tell us
0: so this okay so this guy is a uh he was a for a navy seal um and he's i've heard his story a couple of times but i know he talks about it like on a couple of interviews i've heard him he's like talking about how there were so many times that he wanted to give up, and mm, I know um, this book now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He wanted to give up. You know, he was overweight. St- you know, yo yo. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna leave that in for our followers, man. What happened? I th- you know my phone was in the sun. I think I should. I should oh, know. got too hot. I, if you know better, you do better, right? Like <laughs> I should know this. I should know this uh but anyways, guys, sorry how my not thinking um but the book is gonna be can't hurt me uh by david uh goggins so um hoping you guys can can read with us this 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 next one
1: can't hurt me d g sorry about the technical difficulties cooper's gonna <laughs> do better i'm gonna do better too and then uh tune in. For our next interview as well. We got some good
0: ones coming up. Yep. All right, guys. Till next week. See you guys.
1: See you. Bye.